0: We're analyzing Lululemon stock taker Lulu to see if it's a buy now. We're using the select six analysis to look at the most telling financial metrics before estimating a fair value for Lululemon. Then we're giving a final rating to the business. Before we get into these valuable metrics, let's understand Lululemon's stock performance. Lululemon's owned by a few super investors, including Francois Rochon, Viking Global Partners, and Lee Ainsley. Right now, Lululemon trades for $363.64 per share. Year to date, their stock price is up 13%. This is just trailing the S&P 500, which is shown here in blue. In the last five years, Lululemon's crushing the index. They're compounding at 21.5% annually. In the last 10 years, that's the same story. They're compounding at 18.5% annually, beating the market average over this time. Since going public 16 years ago, Lululemon's compounding at 21.5% annually. They've crushed the market in the last decade and a half. Lululemon trades $30 below their 52-week high. The company's up around $100 from their 52-week low. 2% of their shares are sold short. This is a big company. They have a $46.5 billion market cap. But the burning question is why should we be paying close attention to Lululemon? Lululemon Athletica designs, distributes, and markets athletic apparel, footwear, and accessories for women, men, and girls. Lululemon offers pants, shorts, tops, and jackets for both leisure and athletic activities, such as yoga and running. The company pioneered the athleisure market. The company also sells fitness accessories such as bags, yoga mats, and equipment. Lululemon sells its products through more than 650 company-owned stores in 18 countries, e-commerce outlets, and wholesale accounts. The company was founded in 1998, and it's based in Vancouver, Canada. Now with that understanding, let's get into the numbers. Starting with metric number 1, we want their average return on capital in the last 5 years to be above 14%. The average business earns 7% returns. Looking for a benchmark that's double this can build a margin of safety into the company based on the quality of their business. Over the long run, over the course of decades, a stock's likely to return what its underlying business returns. These are captured by return on capital. Lululemon's earned very high above average returns in all 5 of these years. In their fiscal 2021, they had the lowest returns coming in at just under 24%. This captured most of calendar year 2020 when the company's stores were affected by their lockdowns. Since coming out of those lockdowns, Lululemon's bounced back. Their returns are pretty much back to where they were prior to the pandemic, earning 40% returns in their most recent fiscal year. When these are averaged out, Lululemon earns 36% average returns in a given year. That's more than five times better than average, This is a huge check on metric number one. Metric number two, we're looking for growth to support their high returns. We wanna see revenue, net income, and free cash flow growth over this time, including up until today. Lululemon has more than doubled their revenues. They're up around two and a half times. Their earnings have almost doubled in this time, and their free cash flows, even though they were down from where they were at in fiscal 2019 in their most recent fiscal year, are actually up by 14% when we include their last 12 months worth of numbers. This means this is growth across the board for Lululemon. Another check on metric number two. Metric number three, we want to see earnings per share growth. We learned their earnings or their net incomes have almost doubled. At the same time, Lululemon's bought back a small amount of their shares, repurchasing around 4.5% of their shares outstanding. With fewer shares outstanding and higher earnings, this has led to earnings per share growth for an individual owner of Lululemon. This is a check on metric number three. Metric number four, we want to see free cash flow per share growth in the last five years. Again, it looks like their free cash flows are down in their most recent fiscal year, but when we include their last 12 months, these free cash flows are actually up. Between their 14% free cash flow growth and the small 4.5% share buybacks, this has led to free cash flow per share growth for Lululemon. With another check here on metric number four, we're perfect through our first four metrics. Can Lululemon keep this up in the second half of our analysis? but there's still one vital piece missing. You might think nailing returns on capital and having good growth is the key, but we haven't touched on the one thing that I believe sets Lululemon apart, which is having these without using a lot of debt. Metric number five, we want Lululemon's net debt, which is their total debt minus their cash and their short-term investments, to be below the sum of their free cash flows in their last five fiscal years. Lululemon's had negative net debt in all five of their last fiscal years, meaning they're left over with cash after paying off their debts. The company's added on a little to their debt position. Right now they have around $150 million in net debt, but they've been cash flow positive in each of the last five years. And when these free cash flows are added up, they've generated $2.8 billion of free cash flow. They'd be able to pay off all of their net debt with just over a quarter's worth of their current free cash flow. Lululemon generates a lot of free cash flow compared to the debt they use in their business. This is a big check on metric number five. Flawless through our first five metrics, does Lululemon have what it takes to go six for six and be a perfect select six stock? Let's find out. The big metric of them all, metric number six, we want Lululemon's average five-year free cash flow divided by their enterprise value to give us a yield that's above 5%. If this is the case, this gives a slight risk premium to the yield of the 10-year treasury. It's the first of two different ways we're estimating a fair value for Lululemon. Right now, they have a $46.5 billion enterprise value, which looks at Lululemon similar to it being a private company. It accounts for both their net debt position and their market cap. In the last five years, we learned they generated $2.8 billion of free cash flow. This means in an average year, they generate $560 million of free cash flow. When that's divided by their enterprise value, we get around a 1.2% average free cash flow to enterprise value yield. On a current basis, Lululemon produced $591 million of free cash flow in their last 12 months. When that's divided by their $46.5 billion enterprise value, we get around a 1.3% current free cash flow to enterprise value yield. Both of these are well below the yield from the 10-year treasury meaning they're way down from the risk premium we're looking for as well. Coming in on metric number six, this is our first and only X of the day for Lululemon. Just because this is the case, don't just throw the business out. We still need to estimate their fair value per share and talk about our final rating. Everything we've discussed so far is important, but there's something missing that in my opinion is the main reason to analyze Lululemon, which takes us on to using a discounted cash flow model to estimate their fair value per share. A DCF model is based on the predictability of a company's free cash flows, like any model in any discipline, its outputs are sensitive to its inputs. Lululemon's been a pretty predictable business in its past that can better inform these assumptions. We're starting with an average of their last three fiscal years worth of free cash flow, then using historical assumptions to grow these into the future. If we assume they grow their average free cash flows at a rate of 17% annually for the next 10 years, then in the following decade, assuming this growth rate is cut in half and these grow at 8.5% annually, we're adding in their tangible book value to give an estimate of their net worth. This may be slightly understated due to their small share buybacks. That's something you'd want to account for. If we want a 15% rate of return, which is what Warren Buffett looks for from his investments, at today's valuation multiples, if these are the same 20 years into the future, an estimate of Lululemon's fair value per share is around $122. That's down more than $240 from their current stock price, down about 66%. Keep in mind some key points. Just because Lululemon's been predictable in their past doesn't mean that's the case going forward into the future for the business. This is an estimate. This discount rate is based on their total return to shareholders based on their free cash flows. Most importantly, it's not financial advice. It's not a buy or sell recommendation of any security. Consult with your financial advisor before making any investment decision. In just a minute, we'll talk about our final rating for Lululemon, but we need to address something first. We've covered the numbers, but the qualitative factors for this business are even more important. Why don't we figure out what they are? Looking at the factors supporting a long thesis, Number one, Lululemon's often credited with the development of athleisure, which is a major change in how people dress and has increasingly broad appeal. Number two, Lululemon has a big opportunity in Greater China, which currently accounts for just over 10% of its total sales. China's already the second largest sportswear market in the world. Number three, Lululemon's online sales increased to $3.7 billion in 2020 from less than $100 million in 2010 its e-commerce operating margins should hold around 40 to 43%, which are around 15 to 17% better than its in-store margins. But it wouldn't be fair if we didn't cover the negatives of their business as well. Looking at the factors supporting a short thesis, number one, the only acquisition in Lululemon's history, Mir largely failed as a standalone product. Lululemon's now trying to make it part of a connected fitness strategy, but this plan's unproven. Number two, Leggings, Lululemon's primary category, are now offered by everyone from low-priced fast fashion to luxury apparel brands. The competition in this lucrative category is unrelenting. Number three, as Lululemon expands beyond yoga into categories like running and training and offers footwear, it competes more directly with established athletic apparel firms like Nike. There you have it for a balanced perspective of some of their qualitative factors. Now let's talk about our ratings. We learned in analyzing Lululemon, stock ticker Lulu, that they fared very well on our analysis. They have several of the signs of being a wonderful business, including high returns on capital, strong growth, low amounts of debt, and some share buybacks. However, the company's free cash flow to enterprise value yields don't look attractive compared to the 10-year treasury. And when we performed their discounted cash flow analysis, From today's valuations, if these are the same 20 years into the future, based on those assumptions, if you want a 15% rate of return, an estimate for Lululemon's fair value per share is only around $122, down significantly from the company's current stock price. While this isn't financial advice, it's possible the company's valuations may be out ahead of itself, as they're trading for some pretty lofty multiples. Looking at all the factors of our analysis, Lululemon looks like a strong business with high valuations, They're a strong candidate for research. Thanks so much for learning about Lululemon. Subscribe to the channel for more videos and check out this next one.